0: Welcome to Brazilian Politics, the podcast where three political analysts talk about all things Brazilian politics. This week, we will discuss these first few months of the Bolsonaro administration, the trip to Washington, and of course, perspectives on pension reform. Welcome to Brazilian Politics. I'm Michael Lopez, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Lucas and Thiago Aragão. How are you this evening?
1: Great. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here once again.
2: Hello, Michael. Hello, Lucas. Pleasure to be talking with you guys again.
1: And it's my pleasure as well,
2: guys.
0: Well, uh, as we know, in Brazil, the time after New Year's and before Carnival is usually pretty subdued and uneventful. But this year we have the Bolsonaro administration in office following last year's, uh, shall we say, eventful elections. How do you evaluate these first couple of months of the new government?
1: Well, Michael, it's definitely a, a government that is uh, quite different from anything that we've had in the recent past. Obviously, it represents a rupture from the traditional politics after a long time of dominance from the PT, the Workers' Party, and the center-right uh, PSDB, uh, also with the center MDB uh, under Tamar after the impeachment of President Dilma. Now, we have a, a right president from the right, uh, Jair Bolsonaro, in a coalition that resembles a past coalitions with some uh, parties from the center. But I think the main rupture uh, is in some narratives, uh, very close proximity to the United States when it comes to foreign affairs, uh, a strong conservative ideological narrative, especially in the areas of education, human rights, uh, and and. And, and the more moral behaviorist uh, agenda, uh, but when it all comes to the to the end of the day, I think the the, the main change, very welcomed to the market uh, in this in this new administration, is obviously Paulo Guedes and his team under the Ministry of Economy, who's promising quite a change in terms of less protectionism, more openness to the foreign market, l- reduction of bureaucracy, and obviously. The, the pension reform. Obviously, there's a learning curve that this government will have to go through in terms of governability. Obviously, there will be a lot of, 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 of questioning uh, if the government is able to pass the reforms of, that gadgets propose and obviously the situation of the ideological points which cause uh, some uh, turbulence in the countries every so uh, often.
0: Thank you for that, Lucas. And, and we're seeing a, a, an increasing number of uh, individuals in the Bolsonaro administration get a, a little bit of that spotlight. Um, so who do you see as the most influential members of Bolsonaro's inner circle? And does it vary for different topics?
2: Uh, Michael and Lucas, of course, it varies uh, through different topics. Uh, naturally, we have to put the family first because you don't you, you you don't have only a relationship of advisory and friendship but also the the personal relations of father and son in relation to the three sons that occupies uh, political positions but more than that what we see is still during these first 3 months the definition of space occupied by all the groups that are parts of this administration uh, the military that which occupies uh, Part of the of the palace in very important positions and other key ministries, they are still understanding trying to understand what's what is the outreach of their influence. Uh, the economic team also they have also to identify how far their influence goes within other ministries and who will be able to perform the necessary relationship and negotiation with the Congress, which still doesn't demonstrate how Uh, who in in the presidential palace is leading this this, uh, articulation with the Congress. And also we have the the other group of the government, which is more aligned ideologically with the original narrative from the campaign of President Bolsonaro, that are more and more strengthening their positions within their realms. And uh, I understand also that it's likely that they wouldn't be able to expand their view into other areas of the administration, uh,
0: Lucas Chago mentioned uh, some concerns surrounding the political uh, interlocution of the government with Congress and, and political negotiations. Uh, who is really heading up these efforts, and uh, how are they doing so far?
1: Well, Michael, it, it has a very different structure in other, uh, comparing to other governments. We we had under President Lula, for instance, a very strong figure in the in the. In the image of José Dirceu and even of Lula himself and former Minister of, of of Institutional Relations José Múcio Monteiro today in the audit court. Temer had some very heavy hitters in terms of political negotiation. Bolsonaro, since he comes from a very new party with, uh, with, with friends in the political circle that aren't uh, heavy hitters in the in, in the negotiation, he ha- is giving some space to different people. You have Paulo Gage is learning how to do a lot of the negotiations since he's a very strong figure in the country because of his uh, curriculum and his history and the way that he defends uh, the pension reform. But I will have to say that the, the, the administration will fall under Two specific names from this moment on. Bolsonaro himself, who has a very strong media presence, social media presence, uh, a a good control over his party, but mainly the president of the House, Rodrigo Maia, who takes the approval of the pension reform very uh, personally. He sees it as a way to uh, enhance his political power because he believes that if the pension reform is approved under his sight, under his guidance, uh, the econ- economy in the country will definitely uh, incre- improve and he could be the poster boy uh, of this recovery. Thank you for that, Lucas. And uh, I appreciate you mentioning
0: pension reform. I think that's something we need to go in uh, a, a little deeper um, in this podcast. But going back just to, to these first few months of the administration, there's been a lot written in the media, uh, a, a lot in the foreign media as well about the, the government um communication and how the government communicates, at not only to Congress, but but to citizens. Um, is this uh, model that we've seen in these first few months, is this what sh- we should expect for the remainder of the
2: Bolsonaro administration? We have to identify and to, to understand that the type of communication that we see during a campaign is very different from the type of communication that we see in an ongoing administration. During a campaign, uh, what the voter wants to hear is spontaneous messages uh, strong pieces of information that uh, that ties within themselves in a very short time span that demonstrates strength demonstrates uh, positions of defiance and this makes sense in an electoral campaign but it it, it actually works exactly the opposite in terms of effectiveness during an ongoing administration during an ongoing administration what is the likely and the best scenario for communications within an administration is to show continuity from one topic to another and to show the proper articulation between the several areas of the government. So one thing that I hear a lot from the, the, the financial market in New York and London and in other countries is that they understand that Minister Geddes is, is very clear about approving the pension reform but they would like to see a similar type of information being demonstrated and a similar type of will being demonstrated by the presidential palace by the house of representatives by the senate and by other opinion makers within the government this unbalance in the negotiation and a extensive focus on issues that resemble much more campaign issues than an ongoing administration issue is definitely something that the government has to work on or else it will um, miss an opportunity in convincing part of the, the market or of the pension reform, for example.
0: Thank you, Thiago. And we know that in Brazil, uh, for to approve a constitutional amendment, we need a pretty broad coalition in Congress. Uh, Lucas, what does this coalition look like right now? What can we expect it to look like uh, in the future? And what are the tools at Bolsonaro's disposal to build and manage this coalition?
1: Look, I think that uh, in all fairness to the Bolsonaro administration, the pension reform uh, war hasn't begun yet. It still uh, hasn't had its first step. It's analysis in the Constitution and Justice Committee, which is merely a constitutional analysis. And then you have the real battles in the special committee, which will uh, debate its actual content. And then the floor of the House and the floor of the Senate. I think that the biggest change that we will see from the way that they go negotiate now to, let's say, 40 days from now is that the parties will start to find motivation, especially the center parties in Congress, to help the government. And how will this motivation appear? It won't appear out of the blue, out of love. It's going to appear because the government will start uh, to negotiate, either with budget amendments or with positions in the executive branch, which will be done, uh, like the coalition presidency that we've had in Brazil for decades. But... Uh, taking a little bit more care in terms of having technical names occupying these positions. I think the f- tools that Bolsonaro have at this moment is that we're very far from a, a elections, so the, gov- the Congress loses its argument that it won't vote because its constituents might harm them in the election. The second point is that uh, this government is not the Temer, uh, sorry, the, this proposal is not Temer's proposal, which was deeply rejected by society. Since Bolsonaro has somewhat of a good popularity, this has followed through the popularity of the pension reform, and obviously uh, the support of the governors, which could come uh, through uh, fiscal helps given by the Ministry of Economy, Gage, especially if the transfer of rights from Petrobras is organized still this year. So there are a couple of, of, of tools that Bolsonaro has to put in place to find the motivation within the congressman uh, to, to advance this uh, this, this pension reform some of these variables and these tools are external such as the transfer of rights his popularity uh, the use of social media and some are internal in congress uh, the, the the day-to-day negotiation with the parties which we already starts uh, seeing in, in congress right now just to to finalize in the last 10 days bolsonaro met with dozens of congressmen, a, a quick analysis of his agenda shows that he has intensified the meeting with congressmen, especially if compa- compared to January or February. And a, a quick follow-up
0: question. Does the content of the proposal, uh, there's uh, there's uh, several complicated aspects to the proposal, but overall there's savings of over a trillion reais over 10 years. Uh, is the content of the proposal enough enough? to satisfy financial markets and the business sector and foreign investors
2: and get approved in Congress? Michael, um, yes. Uh, it all depends where the cut will happen. For example, the the age, uh, the limit of age is more important to the market than, is, than, than the transition, for example. Um, one, part of the expectation is for the, the limit of age to be similar to what certain developed countries in the world are practicing which is more around 65, um, perhaps with minor differences. When it's something near 62 or 60, this is something that uh, the market looks not at the issue itself, but they begin to realize that perhaps all the other content in the reform might not be um, as solid Uh, in order to sustain themselves, and their greatest fear is to see everything diluted at the end of the game. I think just as an additional point, the pension reform is seen by the
1: market as a way to fix the future, you know, and uh, if this will satisfy the market, it will depend uh, until when uh, this saves our future. The the pension reform doesn't save Brazil's uh, economy right now. It saves the fiscal curve. Uh, So the question is, if it's a big enough uh, changing on the fiscal curve, this could gain confidence in Brazil for, for a decade or more. If it's more limited, we will have to do a pension reform, uh, perhaps in the next or the other uh, government to come. Uh, so there's two different things that can be done with the economy. The, the pension reform fixes more of the future, which brings confidence to the country that we won't, uh, for instance, default, uh, while other measures like debureaucratization, reduction of red tape, reduction of protectionism consumer confidence will impact more directly today.
0: Thank you, Lucas. And uh, to our listeners, we will return to more discussions of pension reform next week when we can have a a better evaluation of the progress of not only the main proposal, but also the military retirement uh, bill of law. Um, So moving on this week, we will have our version of uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. We have Mr. Bolsonaro goes to Washington. What can we expect from this trip, guys?
2: Michael, um, this trip has several subcategories that some are more important than the other naturally. But what we can expect uh, are two presidents that one needs the other more than 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 both than one does. So in this particular case, we have Trump needing to demonstrate domestic power, uh, and to use this trip as something positive for him, in the sense that he is under attack by the lo- by the uh, domestic media, uh, by members of his own party, particularly by the members of the opposition party, and his credibility is suffering a lot of attacks over the past months. Um, part of the logics that I, when I spoke with some of his uh, advisors, uh, at the, the White House, is that what Trump wants to demonstrate domestically is that his ideas, they are actually spreading in the world. And Bolsonaro is one of the strongest examples for him to show that. So this uh, a successful visit of Bolsonaro and a successful conversation tomorrow is something that can strengthen Trump's position domestically. In Bolsonaro's side, he needs to get more concrete results in order to claim that it was, in fact, a very successful visit. visit. One of them is, for example, in the uh, negotiating some sort of agreement for the joint combat against uh, drug trafficking, which is something that the U.S. wanted for many years to, to negotiate with Brazil, and it didn't go through in the previous administrations. So right now, this is something that can be uh, an important accomplishment. Maybe they won't have a final uh, agreement upon that, but it can be the beginning of a very important deal. Second, the Alcântara base in in the north part of Brazil, in which the U.S. is signing an agreement with Brazil to use that launching site to send satellites, is something that is very positive for Brazil, both commercially and technologically. Uh, so, so this is something that can be uh, also claimed as a positive thing. Third, we can see also that there will be an attempt to discuss some sort of trade agreement. It's very soon and very early to, to claim whether this, which format this would be. There are several barriers ahead of that. But this conversation definitely is something that's going to be launched during the meeting between the two presidents. And then we have to see what else uh, they're going to pull out of the hat in that conversation.
1: Yeah, and it's important to mention that every subgroup uh, within the administration has a priority. Uh, Gadges wants to to convince American investors and American companies to invest. Uh, They want the support of the American government to have Brazil participate in OECD. Uh, You have the ideological uh, nucleus uh, headed by Ernesto Araújo and, and, and Felipe Martins and Eduardo Bolsonaro and the president himself, which want a, a cultural a connection with the government, which is simpler to, to have than uh, what Gadges is expecting. You have the military wanting more certainties in what's the strategy in Venezuela. So it's multiple agendas for multiple actors, and we might not have... Uh, an answer at the end of the trip for all of these groups. I think the the one that is the toughest agenda is definitely the economic uh, agenda because the United States has already compromised to help Argentina going to OECD. There is no uh, strong signal that they're going to going to formally uh, uh, aid Brazil in this entrance. And obviously, the investors is something that will depend on the the future and the capacity of the governments to negotiate the pension reform and bring economic confidence to the the market abroad.
0: Thank you, Lucas, and and thank you, Thiago, as well. Uh, Tune in next week. We're going to continue to monitor the repercussions of uh, Bolsonaro's trip to Washington, but this will do it for this episode of Brazilian Politics. I want to thank Lucas and Thiago for for taking part, and most of all, I want to thank the listeners for tuning in. Uh, Please tune in next week when we will have more discussions on Brazilian politics. Thank you very much.